Comics. Movies. Music. Video games. Technology. Blu-ray. Television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. The world we know is gone. No internet. No GPS. No text messages. No podcasts. In a world ruled by the dead, we are finally forced to start living. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Walking Dead TV podcast, episode 244. This is Russ, and joining with me is Aaron North. Hey, Daryl Taylor. I'm not happy they didn't do together enough. <laughs> you, you, you had to stay sober through this episode? Yeah. yeah. Sucked. <laughs> and a very special happy birthday to, the, to our fourth host, Mr. Jim Dietz. Well, thank you. I just need to know one thing. Am I an A or am I a B? You're an A in my book, pal. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Always an A. I just, just wonder what Jadis would think if I was an A or a B. Oh, well. I kind of it. think Jadis is a bit of a B, if you know what I mean. Wow. <laughs> Big B. <laughs> Big B. A bird because she's tall? Is that what uh-huh. you meant? Yes, uh-huh. that's exactly what I meant. Yes. Okay. <laughs> We're all on the same page then. Yep. You know what? You read me like a book, Mr. Newworth. Yeah. That's right. A comic book because you're so colorful. But we're here to talk about The Walking Dead Season 9, Episode 3, Warning Signs. And I, I guess this, I don't consider this spoilerish because A, it was it was in the the preview, the next on, and it's been splattered everywhere across the internet. Mm, you can't, mm. uh, you can't uh, turn on your computer without seeing it, but it looks like we know uh, that Rick Grimes has two more episodes left. Spoilers. Now, now, do you think it's a good thing or a bad thing that AMC is like leaning into it and letting everybody know? I didn't want it. They know. want the ratings up, so that's I yeah, exactly yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, that's what they it, want. I, just, I, I don't know. I think I, they. I think they. If they didn't. I think they chose to do that because of where the ratings are. Like mm. if the ratings if the ratings if the ratings were better than what they are, they'd probably hide that from you. But because they are where they are, they're not they're gonna make you know so you know to watch. I just I don't know. I didn't I didn't appreciate that. Oh I, I can't say that I agree with the choice, like, you know, I as far as how unsully I'd say from what goes on on the next upcoming episodes, but at the same time it's like I see the logic so of it. Dirty. I just don't want an episode of Talking Dead where we're like, all right, everybody, we're going <laughs> to get through this. We're going to get through this. Just as a little teaser, um, I, I, unbeknownst to my co-host, have a little prize to give away. Hey. Uh, what you talking uh, about? For, for the listeners, uh, I will mention, I'll talk more about that at the end of the episode. No, we didn't agree on this. Well, I, I don't need your decision. We no. did not agree on this. I don't need your input on this, Daryl. I got it covered, buddy. Damn it. I, it's a I Jim Taylor show. I know you'd rather we'd make the uh, the uh, decisions together. But do it together, Jim. Don't be a B, okay? <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna write some rules and regulations and law for this podcast. Or maybe he's <laughs> being an A. Did you ever don't think be an that? A or a B? Okay. <laughs> the last thing we need is Daryl being a big bird around here. <laughs> don't be a, I'm gonna be a B. Or an, 
or an or an aviator. <laughs> yeah, I, I knowing that the I guess we can talk about this later on with the episode, but knowing that Rick's going to be gone coming soon, I do it does make me speculate in certain directions as to how things will occur uh, in the in the preceding episodes. But we'll get there, I guess we can as we talk about this episode because there's some reveals that happened this week that I think are important. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. Also, this is a great episode, by the way, guys. Like, I'm very happy to be on this week because I I think this episode is pretty terrific um, all around. So I'm Agreed. excited to talk about it. So the episode starts and uh, we we kind of follow a walker. There's like a, 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 a area and we see what I called I, I wrote in my note uh, notes fresh meat. Um, <laughs> okay. Because the the walkers are have have something to to gnaw on, and as we see, it turns out it's Justin. And on on the side of the building there, there's a there's a spray painted sign that says, "Well, it's not a sign; it's just spray painted on there." It says, "Final warning." Uh, yeah. And it was a pretty short cold open this yeah. this week. I mean, it, it you know they kind of vary in length, and it, it always freaks me out when they do the the short cold open because. And they, I haven't seen them do it much lately, but I remember like towards the beginning of the show when they do a short cold open and go to the credits, they would come back to the episode before going to commercial break. And so it always freaks me out when I skip when I if I'm watching it on the DVR, it's like, OK, do I do I fast forward three minutes because I know there's going to be commercials and or do I just go 30 seconds and just see if there's commercials because maybe they'll come back after the credits. They, yeah, and they, they didn't, didn't eat them all credits. either. It was weird. I, I always, I, I always think about um, Lori, how she got all eaten, and yeah. he didn't. It totally made me think about that. Like they just ate enough of him. I think that's how it would probably be, right? You eat enough of him, but then they realize he's dead, so then they don't want it anymore. Oh, maybe so. Yeah. No, that's a good point. Yeah, and I guess I never thought about it really. They don't eat their think, own, so yeah, that's a good point. No, they don't eat their own, so that I, I like that little detail. I didn't think about that. Speaking of kind of cut to the beginning, or cut to the intro, I know you guys have talked about it already, um, but the new intro to the show, uh, I, I, I'm, I, I'm not a big fan of it. Really? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, maybe just because I really didn't like the finale last year, so seeing a whole intro focused on that stupid stained glass thing on the oh. stupid tree ah. just rubs me the wrong way. <laughs> but I, I look at it as like, I mean, of the problems I've had with this show, it's never been the intro. <laughs> I, like the, <laughs> I like the intro. It also, it just feels longer to me for some reason. This is such a weird complaint, but it's like, I feel like, the new intro like emphasizes how ridiculously large this cast is when it shouldn't be this big because it takes up too much time focusing on everybody. And it's like, I like the old intro. It seems like it cut to the chase a lot quicker. <laughs> so yeah, I'm just like the I opposite. That's, I, I think, that's, yeah, I think we, we talked about it. I, th- I think you are in the minority opinion on this one. Oh, sir. I'm sure I am. Yeah. But it's been nine years. I can take a new intro. I just, it just starts with that damn tree, and I'm like, I don't care about the stupid stained glass thing. <laughs> Do you want to start with like they, if they started with like Lori underneath the car she flipped over? That'd probably make me more happy than the stupid stained glass thing. So. I'm just happy. I, I think you know when it came out, we uh, I, I think my thing on it was it's uh, I mean they're changing so many things, showrunner mm-hmm. direction, kind of focus. It was cool. I thought it was a, a good symbolic way to to like. Uh, you know, telegraph that to the, the the viewers is that they were changing things up, they were changing the open. So, 
Yeah, no, I, I, again, oh, I, I, get, in, I get what you're saying. The sting yeah. last thing annoys me too, but it's fine. But nine, year, nine years in, yeah, change the intro cool enough. It, I, I think it also doesn't help that I think Fear the Walking Dead's new intro was just so cool to me. Like I was so happy what they what they went for with that, uh, where it's like, okay, this is I like the visual look of it. I like the designs. I just I guess some of the choices for imagery just kind of got to me. I was like, yeah, all right. Like if, that seems like that's a nice first pass. What's the next one? And that's that's what we are left with. I'm just trying to help us lose viewers that disagree with me, or sorry, listeners, before we get into big things. Oh, wow. <laughs> just like the ratings for this show. Yes. <laughs> dare you. Uh, so a- after the cold open and the commercial break, uh, we come back and Rick gets up and uh, kisses Michonne goodbye and checks on Judith. And Oh, Michonne, she do some evil sleeping. Did you see that look on her face? She uh-huh. was sleeping? Oh, she did a face. She did such a face like she was fighting in her sleep. She did not look like she wanted to get up. She's tired. Do not disturb Michonne when she is sleeping. Oh, when you have a samurai sword going around cutting up zombies all day, you know, Black Panther's Nanai Guerrero is not going to be like, when we wake up, be all happy. I'm just going to get As a husband, your job is not to make her wake up. I'd love to see a bunch of like alarm clocks cut in half by katanas. Like, oh, I can see that. I can totally see that. That would be great. Mm. Uh, But yeah, we get again. We get to see more of Alexandria and what a good place it's in. Right, like there's crops growing everywhere. People seem generally happy. They're rebuilding. Uh, Rick picks a a, a nice ripe tomato. I, I'm assuming he went to Carl's grave. Is that? I mean, is that what you guys? Uh, yeah, it's the same. That was, okay. that was my takeaway. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I think found another letter. And as somebody who grows tomatoes, the two different tomatoes in this episode looked great. The homegrown <laughs> tomatoes. <laughs> they did. They I did wish look mine good. looked that good. And, you they know, did I, look I, I good. Here, here on the farm, and, and they don't look that good. I mean, they look oh, good. Man. I'm, I'm a little surprised that somebody hasn't made like a big statue, a marble statue of Saint Carl to put on his grave yet. But besides that, like I really like the oh, it's coming the idealistic look at Rick's Rick's vision of the future. Yeah, um, I thought I thought it was a great set. I again, I like this episode a lot, and I really like how it it starts out in like the brightest possible. I mean, beyond seeing uh, bridge dick justin um waking up as a zombie um uh, seeing rick wake up and just have this like this kind of sense of uh, tranquility going on here um as he walks through his his perfect society it's a great like things are i was looking at this thinking things are clearly going to go downhill at the after after all this yeah. starts and, yeah. like, so it's like this is gr- this is a great setup here yeah, and that big red so. that big red ripe tomato is just a great yeah. like vision of like this is what I've been after. And like the way it comes back multiple times in the episode, I was like, this is, a, I just love this imagery. Like I, I've harked upon how much I very much against some of the heavy handed symbolism on this show sometimes. But this was like a really great example of how you do it correctly, where you have characters where you understand where they're at and you allow them to have conversations that mean something to me. So if you're going to throw in something that's visually interesting on top of that, it can actually work to the show's advantage. And Are I think you were you referring to the Bridge of Metaphors? <laughs> <laughs> we talked about last, last episode. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't mind the bridge so much just because, I mean, it, it makes sense, but it's obvious. But again, I mean, it's a good example as far as fitting into the show. Like, yes, it's yeah. a very obvious, heavy-handed way of doing it, 
but compared to some of the past seasons where we've talked about before how very obvious they make some of the symbolism, these are things that they both apply for practical reasons, but also there's enough conversation going on around it where I can appreciate that they're also visually representing that as well, as opposed to just like throwing in something to like make sure you get it, even though it's so obvious to you. So it's I just think it's been a big step up as far as incorporating those aspects with the you know the, the writing of the characters. Yeah, Rick looks too happy. Yeah, he is so happy. I I I tell you, it, he looks he looks so at peace with himself in this episode. I don't know if it's Lincoln, you know, ready to leave, you know, like being at peace with his decision to leave the show as well. But he just looks so peaceful about everything. Yeah, I have a comment to make. I'll I'll save my comment for a little uh, for a few minutes, but I have I have something that that. Uh, that I, I almost was expecting they would they would use, but um, when Rick comes back to the house, uh, Michonne's up and she's working on the charter. So she's she's gung ho and serious about this whole uh, getting the laws in place. Now she was an attorney, yeah. obviously, so mm-hmm. I, I think that makes a cool callback that she would be so vested in wanting to establish law and order, rules, all that kind of stuff, and, and totally. somebody with a legal background. Um, that would make sense. Yeah, and the I, lawyers got a brain for detail. <laughs> That's what I was hearing, uh, kind of in the in the the um the season opener too, as far as Michonne like her background factoring into how she's talking with Maggie about things mm-hmm. and yeah. just the the way you know between and even last week with between like negotiations of how to handle prisoners or whatnot. It's like yeah, this is a person that like it's good that the show's not forgetting these de- like who these people are and who they were and make that relevant again. Like it's, it's a good place to be right now. Yeah. Especially for her, because we've, you know, we've talked about how her character has expanded in the last couple seasons where when she first came in, barely spoke, barely had any lines, like mm-hmm. underutilized as an actress and a character. Uh, and, and so that they're, they're finally letting her to come out of her shell, so to speak. And, and I guess it makes sense from a character perspective too, you know, why she was so closed up and everything that happened yeah. to her. Uh, but I, I'm I'm enjoying that they're doing more with her, uh, for well, sure. Yeah, I mean, we'll talk about it too. If she's gonna okay. have a lot of heavy lifting. Yeah, yeah. I do. I like a lot of the, the callbacks they make to the continuity too. I mean, there are quite a few of them in this episode uh, as it goes on. And on one side, I mean, Michonne's pretty well known for all from I mean, throughout all the different communities. So I mean, if anyone were to you know, be accessible to, I mean, and, and believable, incredible as mm-hmm. someone making sure like that would be her. Plus, you know, calling back to her, her life before, you know, everything went to crap was great. It's, it's a big positive for me that comes from getting rid of the Negan factor. And it's not a matter of not liking Negan, which I'm not the biggest fan of, but, and I like, I mean, I like Jeffrey D. Morgan, but the idea of not having to have this bigger than life character and all his stuff that goes with him, and having the Rick side of things just be all about, we got to find a way to get Negan. Like now we can actually focus on these characters again. So that's, it's help. It, it's giving us more of Michonne and more of Daryl and more of Maggie and obviously, you know, more of Rick in another direction. Like we're actually getting to see these characters in a, a way that doesn't feel like it has been for the past few seasons now. So right. it's, it's yeah. getting back to 
what I think really works about this show. And, and the conflict is much more interesting than, oh, oh it's sure. another, here's yes. another big bad to deal with, you know, oh, it's the governor, oh, it's Negan, and what's this and that, it's Terminus or whatever. The conflict is much more interesting because it's much more nuanced and much more on many different levels. You know, you have the friction between the Walking Rick, Dead, dude. Yeah, exactly. You have the friction between Rick and Maggie. You have the friction between Rick and Daryl. I mean, mm-hmm. the, I mean, all the conflict is, like you said, Aaron, coming from the characters rather than, you know, from some external force acting on them. So mm-hmm. it's much more interesting. But interesting is a matter of like, you know, that's not inherently bad, but it's like when you see multiple seasons of that approach, it's time to refresh, you know, recharge the engines here. And I feel like they've done that. Finally, we're really kind of moving into fresh territory with the, the way we're at right now. Yeah. And was it me or, well, so they have a Rick and Michonne have a conversation about, the fact that she's a little worried about Judith, she has that little bit of cough, but Rick mm-hmm. says, "Ah, she doesn't have a fever." Michonne wants her to take take her to Sadiq and just have her checked out, uh, and Rick says, "Well, he he'll, he'll stay." You know, she's he said, "Are you want not wanting me to go?" And she said, "Well, you know, he's she's not going to want to go see Sadiq, um, and so Rick would need to to help. So he decides he's going to stay. He's going to take the day, um, and maybe the weekend. And he talks about how." You know, Maggie's gonna, Maggie's going to be there. She could take over for a little bit and and give him a bit of a break. Um, and as they end the conversation, it was pretty clear to me that what Rick was talking about with Michonne was he wants to make another baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, I picked up. I picked up on that too. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. w- w- which is again great job on the actors, but they have great chemistry. They do. They really work really yeah. well together. Yes. And the, the idea that you can get so much, like what's the, I don't, I can't remember the name of that episode, but the episode where they're like at like the, it's just them like clearing out a bunch of different areas. Like, and they're at a, are they at a carnival or something? Right. You know what yeah, I mean? Yes. Yeah. yeah. They were. It's like, that it's like, date you know, night. Yeah. yeah. Like they don't need to do much to convince you that they're like really good together. Yeah, nope. that's that's a great nope. credit to the actors and the show for realizing that they're really good and, together. And something I wouldn't say about the comics, like uh-huh. I, no. if they would have done that in the comics, it wouldn't have. I, I would have. I mean, who knows how? I mean, it didn't happen, so so you don't know how you'd feel. But I I don't I I wouldn't have. I don't think I would feel the same way just based on the I way that never the, would have saw them together in the yeah. comics. I never saw that. Yeah. Well, to be fair, like the, the Michaud's. It's kind of fulfilling the role of another character in the comics. Sure, yeah, for sure. Oh, for sure, sure. for so, sure. That's what I mean. It would like their their world, their their path was just so different. Not in that way. It, you just never saw them going that way in the comics. Yeah, oh, for sure. And you can. I mean, it, it is always neat to kind of look at where things are now. Look at the comics and see. Well, since certain people are alive and certain mm-hmm. people aren't on both sides of things, yes. it's neat to see where those. You know where those through lines have taken certain people compared to others. Yeah. When it, especially when it comes to these relationships that we have and like the dynamic on display. Like as much as I we lament the idea of Carl being absent from the show, because I do think this is a very interesting period for him in the comics. I do like you know what's going on with Ezekiel, um, for example, and mm-hmm. with Michonne because it's like, well, I, I know what they are doing, um, <laughs> but I, I like how they're you know they have to proceed on their own course. Like that's fun. And it's a fun way to be like, yeah, I read the comics, but it's not slavishly devoted, so I don't have to be like, oh, it's different, so blah. It's like, no, this is fun because it's different. You should do a multiverse. <laughs> yeah, when they first started, uh, when they first um, started shipping uh, Rick and Michonne, I was like, wow, because yeah, because uh, I all I known is in the comics, but but uh, Gara and, and um, um, 
and uh, um, Lincoln have really sold it, sold me on it. Uh, like you said, Aaron, with their acting, so they seem to like each other for real. Like they, they seem to generally be actors who like to work together. Like with Fear of the Walking Dead, with um, with Addison and uh, and uh, what's his name? Oh, uh, Strand. Strand. Yeah, like those. You could tell when certain actors like to work with each other. Like mm-hmm. they really work well. You know, they work well off of each other, and uh, you see that with uh, the characters of Michonne and. And Rick, I hear you. Yeah, works pretty well. I like it. I am a fan. I just don't want to know that he's gone in two episodes. <laughs> I also I like the way all this uh, like uh, good vibrations contrast to what happens near the end of the episode too. So yeah, yeah, so, you know, different ends of the roller coaster. Yeah, it's like you're waiting. Now you you just you just because it's too happy, right? What is what is well, you got a whole montage of Rick crawling on the ground of Judith. Ooh, it's not happy. It's just too much happiness. He's all smiling. On. They're in the they're on the grass, like rolling around. And stuff. They're, they're just. I'm like, oh man, you can't have all this happiness here. That means reading the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, it's got to even out. That means something's going to happen that's going to be bad. You they might can't. as well have played that Savior song at the exactly. <laughs> exactly, it's just too much happiness. But it was funny. It was it was cute to see them together, though see them have that little day with each other family day as they call it is it just me or did i i get like it 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 just felt not out of place but it just felt weird like it felt like a sitcom montage i didn't see it coming no i didn't i didn't didn't. uh just you know like rick being silly and you know they gave judith more screen time in that you know five you know two and a half minutes or whatever than she probably had combined uh you know what really took the wind out of it afterwards with the two episodes left thing yeah like after that you go oh that's why they're doing that okay but then the beginning of the i I kept waiting for them to play like come on get happy from the partridge family or something like it was almost or or we could we could hear another one of those carl songs People, let me tell you about my best I think I would. Friend. I would rather hear either of those than another Carl song. But no. <laughs> I hope the Carl song plays at his marble statue. It has to. It, has, it, it should have a, a little, little thing. It's a little motion no, detector. Little <laughs> you'll, comes up. you'll hear the song, and then you'll see like uh, you know, like Gerald said, ho- like hologram forced ghosts. Yeah. Yes. 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 And then he starts reading the letters. <laughs> yeah, he's he's the centerpiece of the Walking Dead museum they're building in Alexandria. <laughs> and, and Rick read those letters, yeah. and that's what stopped the war. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, happy fun time, and then things get done much darker. Yeah, and then uh, we get whiff of some trouble uh, that you know more of the saviors are going uh, missing, and things are starting to to get out of hand. Uh, and then, of course, we cut to the bridge camp, and uh, everybody is at each other's throats. Uh, mm-hmm. And given the way that they found Justin's body, they're pretty sure that it was either Daryl or Anne. And you know, a lot of them are leaning yeah. towards Daryl. Some of them. I'm are- happy too. Oh, there's another happy moment. They had Beatrice back. Yes. Rihanna, uh, what's her Vescus? I just call. I her love Piper. what she's on. Oh, one of the Oceanside people. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, Brianna Venskis. I call her. Yeah, Piper. she came back from the other world. Yeah, she yeah she crossed over from uh, from her stay in uh, the Agents of Shield. That's right. Soon, soon cool. to be crossing over again to do another stint on Supergirl. 
Oh, you know it. That's fascinating. The big fight on the bridge. I like how it's like the guy was it Alden who tries to break it up. It's like for one thing, who are you, man? Like, are you? Do you yeah. have You're not of one of us are, anymore. Are, are you the Are you the spokesman <laughs> for both sides now? Like that's you. But I also you like the, really the, the, res- the response is like he says the whole thing, and then one guy just walks up and punches him in the face. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, not even a response. Not even like a, a build up to it. He's just like, I don't Damn. like what you're saying. And he punches him. Yeah, <laughs> it got so tribal, right? It's like you're you're with them now. You're not with us. We don't like you anymore. And it really highlights the fact that, you know, given the fact that nothing happened, right? Like, mm-hmm. like he punches him in the face and then, you know, things are possibly going to get out of hand. But not, like there's no repercussions at that point. And again, I think it's highlighting more that there's no rules. There's no like no. as far uh, as justice and law and, you know, you know, people doing things. And, you know, for as much as Rick is trying to, you know have everybody come together and to, to be this one big, happy family. Uh, that's a huge, you know, anyway, it's, it's a huge issue that keeps rearing its head in it's subtle like, and not so and subtle it's ways. Fear, right. Yeah. It's like Laura, like some of the saviors that kind of didn't want to live that life anymore are like, like Laura's one of them. Yeah. Where she's like, I don't, you could tell, I mean, I like the way that she, carries it out of their fate you know and the things she says and the the mannerisms is like i don't want to go back to that because they will kill us like you know like we went to the brink yeah you know going all out and i don't want to go back to that like i getting a taste of this kind of living i don't want to do this well plus they're scared because you know justin disappeared and was you know killed yeah yeah. yeah they're scared of that too it is but it's a lot of with the one you can tell the saviors that don't want this peace to go away you know and the ones who kind of want to go back to that negan kind of way of go you know of doing it um yeah it's it's a it's a every every it's it's in all the you can just tell like it's in all the the, the different uh communities you can tell the ones that really want to that are really worried about going back to that, you know, to that time, that chaos again. Yeah. You just we don't kinda, want it. We kind of, we kind of talked over the, uh, when Maggie gets stopped, uh, on her carriage, uh, on the mm-hmm. way to the, on the way to the, yeah. Alex- and I, I never know when everybody's going to this fucking place. Uh, Alexandria, I assume. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> she was going to the bridge food. because it was yeah, her trying to take over to bring the supplies. To bring food. Okay. Good. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Um, and like the, I wrote sanctuary bros in my notes because that's what it's like. <laughs> Word. It has come out the woods, and, J- and it's yeah, Jed's there, and he takes yep. the, he, it's, so it's the second time we see the tomato. That's why yeah. I wanted to point it out. And he takes a big bite out of it. It's this big, juicy tomato. It and just really hurt that they didn't have, I mean, and I know if they did, it probably would have even got worse. But it really hurts that they didn't have any kind of trials for the ones that really did a lot of, you know, like some really serious. If there damage. was like some Nuremberg equi- equivalents for, for Yeah, one. because yeah. by not having it, it's like. To have people that you know do, you know, like other people who are victims of these guys, of some of these bros and, and you know, uh, who have done these kills, to tell them to walk around with them. It's one thing to know that just from the sanctuary, you just hate everybody from the sanctuary. But it's another thing to look and see you're the dude that, you know, months ago or last year. You killed my, you know, my brother. You killed my mother, or you, you know, like, or that's you tried to point. kill me. Yeah. Like that's a hard 
thing to have. And not only that, but people that did the killing and enjoyed it. Yes, because they got caught up in that life. Yeah. And it's like you're asking a lot. I mean, and that's that's, that's another thing with Maggie, which she's trying to say, like, you're asking us to to let it go. It's like they it wasn't even like they they went to jail. You're just saying get a pass. You're exactly right. Uh, I I do looking at this and it actually makes me appreciate putting Maggie and Daryl together and on the side against Rick. Like, I know we were kind of griping against that kind of turn at the end of last season, but I feel like this show, this show's done a good job of, of getting us to why we need to see the, that Very kind of rivalry. Uh, because it, because this this is an exact example of why, what you're saying, Daryl. Yeah. It is a perfect point. If you're going to create a sense of peace, you can't it's impossible to just kind of let go of the past. And that's very much, I mean, that's exactly the point of this episode when it comes Mm -hmm. to who's actually murdering some of the sanctuary people, because you're stuck in the scenario that doesn't make sense. It makes sense for Rick because, Hey, we're not fighting anymore and whatnot. No, but no more dying and tomatoes. Yay. But you can't, there needs to be a little more pragmatic approach to some of these things too. It's like, yeah, okay, sure. We're not fighting, but you know, chaos still rules. It's just, it's just a fence around it now. Well, and like, that's that's not better. Like, that's not necessarily better. No, it, there's never going to be a friendship uh, circle with with people who you know did these horrible things. There's, right? there's been no rehabilitation to happen to... to no, put, there's been not. The, especially with the, the Simon group, essentially. Or I guess right. most, of the, most of them got murdered. But the well, ones that yeah, were like that were that like, left, Simon, like they're, yeah. they're peppered in. And if you see friends of them or whatever, and you see them out there... I, as a you know, like just as a human, when you uh, if you look at this and you go, no, you're not gonna, <laughs> you're not gonna see another day. It doesn't help that the sanctuary folks that are like this are cast so obviously. Yes, <laughs> like, yeah. yes. all the all yeah. the bad ones look like the worst people that you'd there's ever run still, into. <laughs> yes, there's still those dudes. I mean, and I know it's part of it's you know it's TV. You want them yeah, to look obviously. like yeah. people you hate. But when you think about it, though, the ones that would rise to the cream of the crop in in a Negan world would be those type of dudes, yeah. right? Yeah. Only the strong would be the ones that would be the leaders or the or the ones with the most power in that world. I think the interesting part about it is you can kind of see everybody's POV too. It's not yeah, like you can. It's not like oh, you're the evil one and bad one or whatever. I mean. Yeah. Obviously, the saviors are scared, and they, they're longing for the security they had under Negan. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the hilltop people don't know what's going on because they're, they're giving up all their food for all these people they don't trust. Right. You know, the, the whole you know legal thing they're setting everything on is kind of shaky. I mean, you understand why there's all this tension. It's not like you know there's mm-hmm. one bad and one good. It's not black or white. It's shades of gray. No. It's much more realistic. And why would they like us? Like, and that's the other thing with the sanctuaries as well. Like, it, those kind of dude bros and stuff, they would think to themselves, "Why would you though? Why would you treat me well? I did kill your people. I did do horrible things. You know, I you know I did do all those things. Why would you do? Why would you treat me right? I don't trust this. I don't trust that this is going to be cool. I just think you want us to just sit around and work and do things. And once it's all done, you're just going to kill us." It, it makes for it, it's it's great that it's not I mean, it's not great that Rick's leaving necessarily, but it's great that this is meant that we need to expand the role of Daryl. 
because mm-hmm. as much as it's fun to like just talk about how cool Daryl is, I do think Norman Reedus is very good on this show. Like I think when given the material, he's very good at delivering that material. Yeah. So expanding right. it, so he's earning that paycheck as far as I'm concerned because each week so far the season, he's been you know he's had lines. Yes. He's had things to say. He's had conversations mm-hmm. to get into with Rick and Maggie, and they're very meaningful. And so having him talk to Maggie about what's going on and talk to Rick about what's going on and seeing mm-hmm. these various philosophies clashing with each other it's just such a great like re- again it's refreshing like yeah action's fun every now and then this even this episode has a cool action sequence with the zombies but this show can really work as far as a, a well-written character drama which is what i think a lot of people were drawn to to begin with and it's right. doing that again it's it's hitting that it's hitting those marks in the way i haven't seen in quite some time so that's why i'm so positive on this i'm seeing the actors that they have on this show doing good acting <laughs> Yeah, I think, I think it's cool too. I mean, if you, um, if, I mean, I don't know, I don't know if you've been listening to the show or whatever, but a lot of our Facebook comments of people have been watching the show for a long time have said the same thing. It's a return to form. It's a return to being more of a character-driven drama than a, you know, um, uh, more plot-driven. So I, I read so. everything on the Facebook page because I care and because I monitor, but because I care. <laughs> <laughs> okay. One <laughs> one of the things too that you know we're not we don't have or that they they i think another maybe flaw in rick's plan is that we we never had like a nuremberg style you know trial with these people like they never you know they never got to the bottom of like okay who who was truly under duress and did things that uh that that they had to do because they were coerced or forced or threatened or or you know, whatever. And who was doing this and just loving it or enjoying it. And, uh, you know, went a little too, too deep with, you know, the killing and the, and, and whatever else that, that the saviors are doing. And so, you know, it's like you locked up Negan, who is, you know, the leader and the worst of the worst, but you left everybody else and just said, you know, basically said amnesty, you're all forgiven, given if you, Mm -hmm. if you just, you know, get in line and, you know, and try and, and be civil. And what we're seeing is there are some people that 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 applies to that they're like, hey, we're just in a bad situation. We had no choice. We didn't revel in this. And then you're seeing the people that where we're seeing it would I think with Jed is a perfect example. And then we see it a little later on where these people were put in bad situations and didn't reluctantly do uh, what they had to do because it, it was that it was a it was a you or me situation. They actually put some flavor into it, and uh, yeah, and, and it's it's amping up the tension, and it's and it's amping up the problems, and it's it's why people like Maggie and Daryl and some of these other folks are having trouble integrating these people because they just mm-hmm. they, they just don't they they see that side of it. And Rick, I think is, I think he knows it. He's just turning a blind eye he to should, it yeah. because oh, yeah, it doesn't sure. fit into his yeah. vision for what he wants this right. to be. Everybody didn't get a car letter, right? It's, it's just, <laughs> I don't want. I mean, I don't, I don't want to jump ahead too far. I don't want to jump ahead too far. But there's a great line later in this episode where uh, somebody asked Maggie, "Is he a Negan or is he um, a Gregory?" A Gregory, yeah, right? Jerry yeah, it's, it, it's, yeah, yeah uh, Jerry. It's like there's no consistency. You know, that's the barometer. They don't know what to do because it's two different, two different leaders, right? And they look, they're looking at Maggie and they're going, "Well, I like Maggie's. You know, I like how Maggie's dealing with it, and right. you know, and there's others that like the way that Rick is doing. But it's yeah, it's it's a, uh, it's definitely. Um, 
it's a hard choice because emotionally I this really hit me emotionally because of you can definitely feel how you know some of these characters feel. Yeah. Uh I I could be on that end where I'm like, you gonna get got. Like I know like yeah. I can't sit there and watch you just live your life and I know what you did. Like I you know, like you you know, you're not. You're not gonna sit around and just be happy. The um the yeah. real worst thing about not getting a trial is that we didn't get to cast the Walking Dead members as various members of the court. Where Ezekiel would obviously be the judge in full yeah. game mode. Yeah. Uh, D- D- Michonne would be one of the lawyers. Eugene yeah. would be the, the defense attorney, obviously. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you'd have Jadis would obviously be the courtroom artist. Yeah. I mean, you know, all these th- all these missed opportunities for this show right here. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's 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 a uh, it's it really is a uh, it really is a dilemma because it. It is not an easy fix. This is not something that's an easy fix. You know, then it also counts. It also counts to who has family, who's in a good place right now that that's like willing to not have this happen. Like Rick has kids. He has, you know, he has a good life right now. What's great is that these are human mistakes and we're not criticizing the show for these. No, 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 it no. Make- it make no, I know, it's I know we're not, thing. but it, it yeah. makes a level of sense of why it's happening this way, mm-hmm. and it's going to presumably pay off, most likely in a very dramatic way down the right. line. So we're yeah. getting some great setup for the drama here, which is mm-hmm. wonderful. Like this is the I'm so excited on where things are going to go from this point. Like they All walk right. off of the sunset at the end, and I'm like, what does that mean? They're going to go see about Negan. I want to know this. Yeah. Like, I want to see where this like is going. The, yeah, like the carols of this, you know, the, the situation where they've seen so much death. Mm-hmm. You know, and they, they've been people that have done some things, you know, and they're like, she wants the peace. She doesn't want to do this again. You know, she's found a little bit of happiness right now. But what about the people that didn't? You know, they're people that are dead. They haven't found happiness. They're They're still at a point where it's like, I don't, have much to lose you know i i i'll i'll die taking that dude out but you know but i know i this dude is not going to live another day or this you know this person that did these horrible things are not going to live another day and this thing i don't want them to live in a, in a world of peace after what they've done isn't it fun that Carol still gets like moments to be a badass? Yeah. <laughs> so, like, oh, for like, sure. Totally. Like, dude holds a knife to her neck. I'm like, this isn't going to go well for, for him. Sure. That's my only thought <laughs> the whole time. Yeah. I was like, dude, bro, you really want to push her, don't you? Okay, dude, bro. You picked the wrong lady to mess with. Yeah. Go ahead. Do that. Be that guy. See what happens. It's going to hurt. But I love that Rick literally runs, he rides in on his horse. And saves the day, just as things are getting you know, totally out of hand. I was expecting yeah. Maggie to pull out the pistol and fire it into the air and just get everybody to kind of calm down. I, I thought that's how that was going, and then boom, you know, here comes Rick on his horse. I, I like this keep, even better. Yeah, you got to keep building him up because yes. it's going to be a hard fall, and it's going to mm-hmm. hit more. It's going to hit the more they see Rick the savior. That's a weird way to put it, Rick the war stopper. I don't know what we call him. I think uh, you hit him, but you know what? Saint I Rick. like the way you said that. I think I think that hit. On that, like Rick the Savior, I, I I totally like what you did because that is what we're getting to now. We're starting to get that way with some of the characters where they're like, you are, you know, this whole thing of you being the the total uh, savior for this thing. And you're not dealing with the hard, you know, truths about this world. We have to deal with these people that have done these things. Yeah, he's, he's, he's on this kind of opposite path. <clears throat> Excuse me. He's on this opposite path of Negan as far as how he's 
enacting his rule, but the mm-hmm. logic behind it is very similar. Yeah. And it's and it's not like Daryl or Aaron or some of the other people haven't called that out to him before. Like, who does that sound like? It's like, right. yeah, who does that sound like indeed? Uh, so it's I mean, I as much as I I can take or leave getting more Negan, I will be curious what they do with him if he's going to continue being a part of this series and oh, I think seeing will, where things sure. are and seeing where things are yeah. good. Mm-hmm going from here especially for rick leaving it's like i it's such a weird hole to like pill in the show where i have no i, I don't know what my expectation is going to be because it's like well that's a huge thing <laughs> like that's yeah that's a turn in the episode episode afterwards is there going to be a uh, yeah remember when he drove all those kids on that bus <laughs> <laughs> guys i think I'm, I, I'm feeling like it's becoming less and less likely that he's going to ri- wake up in the hospital and it was all a dream yeah sure? i think you're right I, I I don't know if that's going to be a thing anymore, guys. I don't know if we can uh, <laughs> we can we can ascribe to that theory. The whole that theory where Rick was dreaming that he not only was imagining a zombie apocalypse, but had multiple subplots involving characters that he's not around for to see. That somehow <laughs> that's going that theory is about to fall apart, and I don't know why, guys. <laughs> oh no! He knows that embellishment is the heart of good storytelling. Right. Yeah, he's a great he's a great writer when he's not being a cop. <laughs> right. Yeah. When he's in a coma, he's like. Yeah. He's a cop. Thomas Pinchon or something. <laughs> yeah. He's like he's George's hey. Pinchon. Yeah. He's like a Lorian and our son Carl, and he grew his hair out. He wrote these letters, and he had this band, and it was crazy. That's he writes satirical zombie noir. That's why Maggie yeah. has Carl hair. He's 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 uh, he's projected that onto Maggie. It did. He totally did. She so has Carl hair right now. Uh. So yeah, so after everything kind of disperses out, the 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 main conflict is settled, and Rick goes up to Gabriel and and talks to him about Anne, and he, he, you know, he's like, look, he makes a good point though. He said, look, even if she didn't do it, and I'm not, I don't think she did it, but people think she did it, and if people think mm-hmm. she did it, then she's in a she's in just as much danger whether she did it or people think she did it. Right. Um, and so Gabriel's like, no, I was with her all last night, and no, she, you know, she couldn't have been her. And uh, and we'll f- he's such a gentleman yeah, too. We'll find out in a bit that uh, that wasn't the case. Yeah, he's he's no bro. Yeah, he's such a gentleman. Uh, but then, you know, we get this. The next is the the, the Rick and Daryl conversation, which I I liked oh, a lot. Yeah. They go in the tent, and and Daryl's mm-hmm. like, hey, you know, why don't you just come out and ask me? And you know, they just, they just have a really good talk about you know. You know, Rick doesn't think he he did it, but again, he says the same mm-hmm. thing to Daryl that he says to Gabriel. He's like, "Look, no, I don't think you did it, but there's people out there that think you did it." And uh, all of those things are the wrong things to say to these people at this particular time. Yeah, no, they're, they're all the wrong things. Yeah. He doesn't realize it, but he does. It's still a, it's a great conversation as opposed mm-hmm. to let's manufacture drama between them so they can get into a fist fight. This is like, yeah. no, this yes. is what adults sound like talking to mm-hmm. each other. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. I mean, yeah. The, and the wedge just keeps getting driven further and further between them. Yeah. At the yeah. end where, where Rick talks to Daryl and he's like, look, I just want you to try. Like, I want you, you know, but Rick basically says, look, there was a time where I thought like you, you know, there, there was nothing I wanted more than to, than, than to kill him. But he said, mm-hmm. you know, I want you to, to, to try and, and see it. He goes, you know, kind of like you did when I left your brother for dead and you didn't yeah, come back. Nice callback. Yeah. And that was it was. And I think in that moment. And the, so, again, there's two things that happen in this episode where I think Daryl and Maggie are 
almost there with Rick. Like they, almost, they they're yeah. just like, okay, I get it. Right. Like that makes sense. Um, you know, Daryl didn't go off and kill Rick when he left Merle for dead. So why can't it, it, if Daryl found it in him to forgive Rick and treat him like a brother almost, mm-hmm. can't he at least give a little bit of forgiveness for these saviors and, and to try and all get along? And I think that left a little bit of a mark on on Daryl after the end of that conversation. Uh, There's layers there, too, with Daryl and Rick, because Daryl's deep down, he knew his brother was a bad person. So it's like you can you can get into that. Well, with the saviors, it's a little it's that's a lot more gray because there's a lot more people to deal with. And it's not all of them are bad. Not all of them are good. But it's also like, well, what am I what am I making decisions on here? How am I supposed to determine what makes the most sense? Which is why it makes plenty of sense that he and Maggie are like, well, our only real answer is get rid of Negan. Like we know he's bad. Like that's yeah. that's mm-hmm. our best course of action to well, the bad, get rid of some of this pain we have. Yeah, the, I think the one difference though is with their situations and now is that they're not a whole bunch of other victims. Mm-hmm. You know, they have right. to see these other victims here, and and it it's it's too overwhelming for them to. You can't ignore that. It's you know, like the, in their situation, you know, the, the Rick. They were in a bad situation. His brother was also kind of a bad dude, too. I mean, and it was kind of the greater good to let it go. Um, but in this situation, there's no good with Negan. Right. You know, there's no... It, it, all there is are victims of this dude who led these people to do these horrible things. There's nothing but just countless, countless victims involved in this. Right, including Daryl himself. I mean... Yeah, including Daryl himself, especially Maggie. Yeah, oh, sure. You know, like, I saw you. You think I'm pretty go? Like, you, I watched you do this. Like, why, you know, like, it's just, and it makes you get in the way. And I, I could only imagine how emotionally it is for people who, when they do, when they have gone through the trials, you know, and they, and they see these people and they're like, well, I have a life now. I've, you know, I've built a life and I have family and stuff. And you have to say to yourself, but whoa, 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 whoa. You know, so did the victims that you, you know, that you killed. Yeah. How are you supposed to forget that? What I th- thought, so after all that, they decide, okay, they 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 kind of have like the little Council of Rick thing that's going on where they're like, okay, we, you know, we've got to go find, uh, they they, they got to find who who's responsible for, because uh, I guess uh, for, for Justin, like they, they need to, to find what's going on. And so they all kind of, uh, kind of get together, and uh, and that's that's when Jerry mentions the whole thing about you know is this is this a, a is this a a, a Negan or a Gregory or a Gregory, Negan. Gregory or yeah. Negan yeah right right um, and so they, they what I thought was impressive after this is like they literally go out. Um, like on a grid search, like Rick literally has the area because the, because of how how particular they're being and methodical they're being about distractions and moving the herds away and everything else. Like they literally have the area gridded out. Uh, there's that there's that scene yeah. to to backtrack just a little bit between Rick and Daryl when when Daryl asks him like, so is this what you did before? You know the whole interrogation and stuff and and Rick is like, yeah, when I had to. Uh, you know, again, kind of. Pulling his his past in, you know, him, him being a cop. So, so again, when they start to, to do the search, it's like a grid pattern search. They, you know, pair off. You know, they they go out in pairs. Each one gets their own grid pattern, and they're just going to keep 
keep looking and searching and trying to 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 figure all this out, which I thought was again a cool. It just shows how organized and how thought out this whole process of building this, you know, rebuilding this bridge is. That they're leaving, trying to leave nothing to chance, except for the fact that, um, you know, they the. the this huge group of saviors that are doing all the work and have a huge grudge are are a part of it as well. So Maggie and Cindy uh, end up going out and they come across uh, what I call the House of the Dead, where uh, <laughs> they, yeah. they come across that house and it's got that tin on the roof that's slapping, causing noise, and they're afraid it's going to bring more. Uh, and so, of course, they go to, to clear things out. Uh, Cindy falls, you know, th- th- this is where we have the, the quote walking dead moment when Cindy falls through the porch and, uh, they start to get overwhelmed and, you know, they call for, for help. And, um, you know, R- Rick, Rick and Carol again to the rescue and, uh, and of course Daryl. And then, you know, he even says grid five, like, you know, come, come over there too. And, after everybody gets there and they kind of diffuse the problem, they realize, well, wait a minute, grid five should have been, should have been here before all that happens. Um, mm-hmm. And they realize that, uh, that they didn't. And so uh, they, they go to try and backtrack and find her, uh, find them. And they find that Beatrice is quote down uh, unconscious and uh, her, her partner who was with her is gone. And, at this point, it was pretty clear to me that she was full of crap. Like she was. Yeah. Why is she still alive? Like and, and yeah, just the whole the- like. I mean, obviously, good acting on on uh, on on Brianna's part, but she had the whole like, oh, I'm really hurt, but I'm not really hurt, so I'm kind of mm-hmm. making you trying to convince you that I'm hurt when I'm really not hurt. Oh, for sure, for sure. Plus, this is also when I noticed that her weapon. Looks like it kind of made the same kind of hole in Justin as an arrow. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I noticed that right away. Yeah. I was, yeah. like, like, I was yeah. like, the second I was like, unconscious person that's still alive? That doesn't sound right. Weapon that has the exact same mark right. as a bow, yeah. and you know it probably wasn't Daryl? Hmm. <laughs> I've, watched yeah. enough, I've watched enough Columbo in my day. Yeah. Especially when Rick was like, one more thing over uh, here. Let me, let me yeah. ask you a well, question about this. Once they showed... That they killed the, I, you know, like once they showed that they killed the dude, dude, bro, I was like, didn't they don't leave survivors? So her being alive was the first. I was like, okay, she's in on something. She's in right. on it. I mean, I guess it's they were trying to throw something. you off because she wasn't a, a savior. So if they're trying to kill saviors, then she would get a pass. But yeah, she shouldn't be alive. It, like I, and then I was also thinking, please don't kill her. We got this good gag going. Gotta <laughs> we got to keep it going. You got to keep it going. Come on. Um, yeah. So it, it. So after all that's said and done, we get a moment with Rick and Carol, uh, where they kind of have a conversation. And she, you know, Carol even talks about how difficult it is and how you know when when things were going south, uh, you know, with with their situ, you know, with with the whole fight, like she wanted to basically pull out the gun when she was telling Jed to stand down and just put a bullet in his head. Uh, and Rick confessed to her, like, there are mornings I wake up and I want to go over there to where we're holding Negan and just kill him and then just keep going. Like, literally go find the rest of the saviors and just keep going and, until they're all gone. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, you know, there's there's times where it's a struggle for him. And you get the sense that Carol and, – and again, Carol and Rick are on the same page, which which makes sense because I think Carol Carol is in that spot where she wants things to kind of go back to – 
where they could just live their lives and not be at this constant struggle all the time or at each other's throats. I mean, we saw it even, you know, last season where she went off on her own and, uh, and didn't, you know, didn't want to be bothered with all the stuff that was going on. She wanted to just kind of I, do her own thing. I, I, I kind of feel like Carol, yeah, she's, uh, she's more towards Rick, but I still think she's in that zone as far as where she was, la- you know, when she was on her own, except she's more accepting of others. Obviously now she's living with Ezekiel, what have you, but like, I, I don't know if she necessarily agrees with all of what Rick's saying, but I oh, think sure. she just prefers not, I think she just prefers not fighting. Right. Uh, right. which is, Again, it's interesting because they're people. They're making actual choices yeah. that make sense and mm. are different from others and don't involve slugging it out to deal with the issue. Yeah. It's nuanced, and it's, and it's, it's better and, because of it. And well, Carol's in a, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Jim. I was just going to say, I mean, Carol makes a plane in this conversation with Rick that she doesn't think this is going to last. You know, she doesn't think this, you know, this disaster that they just nearly averted was going to stay that way. Right. You know what right. I mean? It's very clear yeah. where she's standing on that, and she's like, you know, you can't, you know, this can't go on like this. And, and then he—that's when Rick confesses to her that every day he wants to blow new, you know, blow new one in Negan. But go ahead, Daryl. I'm sorry. And well, she's in a position where um, she doesn't feel like she has the right to be like, you know, to go against him on this. I mean, she she's done, you know, like she's been through so much, and she's done some things. She, you know, like she's she's had to do some really, really, really dark things, so she can. She's been to the brink and back, so she kind of, she kind of, you know, she wouldn't be the one to fight Rick on this. She would, she would want to help him to to keep it going, um, even though she knows that, you know, this can go left really quickly because it's human nature. She gets human nature. Yeah, yeah. So after they have their conversation, we get to Daryl and Maggie, who are kind of tracking down, uh, you know, where. Uh, you know where where the killers are going because they're all they're kind of on the hunt at this point, and they they kind of have their their conversation and and, mm-hmm. and this is where Maggie kind of says, well, you know they talk about Rick's way and everything else, and she says, you, you know every time you, you know every time she looks at at Herschel, she she just gets angry because she wants Negan dead and and there's no two ways about it. But then she says, but she thinks Rick is right. And she says for Herschel, you know, for his future. Mm-hmm. And so she she gets it. It's she's kind of reluctantly on board. I think she thinks in her heart, like Rick has the right idea that it is best mm-hmm. for all of them if they, you know, it's easy to just keep the cycle of hate going and to just keep killing and killing and killing and to make that your way of life. And, and that's how you deal with all this stuff. But that's not what the future she wants for her son. And right. but at the same time, she can't she can't help but feel the the hurt and the hate and everything she has for Negan. So it's it's one of those that's like yeah, logically this is the right thing, but me emotionally, uh, I'll never get past the fact that I, I just I want to put his head on a pike, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. And I think she's like a stand-in for a lot of the people, sure. too, a lot of the other people. Totally, they, totally. You know, they know they know at one point, you know. Uh, rationally, that this is the best thing, but emotionally, they're reacting. I mean, in an obvious way, these say all the saviors put them through. You know, so, mm-hmm. I'm so. all good. Just let me kill this dude. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You know what? I'll I'll ride with you, but and, and that's where that I, person can't. Live. I think that's where there's a little bit of difference between Daryl and Maggie. I th- I fully believe if Rick were to go to Maggie and say, you know what, you're right. I'll let you can go and you can stab him in the head and. 
put him down. Mm-hmm. And I think Maggie would be okay. Daryl, I think in his heart, he wants them all gone. Not just Negan, yeah. but all of them. Yeah. And I think just right. wipe out just wipe out this one yep. spot. This just place. Get, just wipe this place out, then we're good. Yep. You know? Figure out the worst well, of the worst yeah, be, and just get let's get rid yeah. of it. I mean, to be like, you know, Maggie suffered because of Negan. Daryl suffered mm-hmm. by being imprisoned in that place. Right. And right. Eating dog food sandwiches and all that stuff. So it's like, but also as badass as Daryl can be, he's also a giant softy. So sure. it's like, I'm sure he has his own internal demons going on as far as what do I really want out of this? Like if he wanted to kill, what's his face, Dwight last season, he could have easily done that too. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, he's the one that tortured him the most and took his damn jacket and his motorcycle and all kinds killed of things, Beth. things mm-hmm. that I yeah. killed Beth. But like, imagine if he yeah. had lived in. But imagine if he lived in this in in, in the settlement. You know, he was here. Mm-hmm. I don't know. If, you know, Dar- I don't know if they could control Daryl at all with this. Yeah. I for sure. Daryl taking that dude out. But I'm saying, like, he's he's all emotion. Like, yeah, he is. He's, he's there's in, a reason why he doesn't leave. Right. And he's because an impact. He, he's, he's, he's empathic he's, with it because yeah. he's more mm-hmm. with. I think he's more with with Maggie than anything i think he's kind of in sync with her in terms of emotions especially with with glenn right he well, just, yeah, it gets with the added thought that he's somewhat responsible for this even if it was right he feels, regardless. That. Yeah. he feels that so he he wants to always do right by her mm-hmm. um so it's it's kind of it's kind of it's kind of something where how he used to be with rick is how he is with maggie now yeah, yeah, that's fair. Relationship. I think it's it's kind of more it's kind of morphed that into how he is with Maggie. I mean, you just you see it, right? You see the way he defers to her. Well, because Maggie's see, more season two Rick right now. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like he feels like he has, you know, like he feels this this genuine um, kind of thing where he, he her lead. You know, he wants to follow her lead. Um. It's something to see the differences in relationships now, right? Yeah, it comes of you know it comes of having a show around for nine years where actors yeah. have inhabited these characters and just basic development of character. Because Carol is like Carol is taking Daryl's spot. Which yeah, is his hand. She is his right hand, and Michonne she just leveled up to leader. You know, she's in her own place. You know, thinking she's thinking far ahead than all of them right now. Like mm-hmm. remember, remember where Carol was like getting kicked out of the group because she was yeah. too extreme. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's where she used to be. Right? Yeah. She used to be. Yeah. <laughs> she she burned those people that we all cared about so much. <laughs> them. She, did. she burned them. You know she them. Did. The you know girlfriend of um, what's his face Ty- yeah. Ty- Ty- Tyrese. <laughs> I did it because I had to. And I won't say sorry. Another guy. I can't tell you their names. I swear. Yeah. It's like. Greggy and Bobby. I don't know what their names were at all. <laughs> <laughs> That's another reason why she can she can kind of let stuff go because she's done some horrible things. You know, oh, yeah, she's, she's yeah, yeah she's, she's done right. things that you can't be forgiven for. But you know, so she can. That's a, another way that she can stand down. I think. We should talk about uh, Jadis. Yeah, that, um, that's yes. Oh yeah, oh, oh yeah. Speaking oh, of people yeah. that have done terrible things and are trying to make up for so it. So she's mm-hmm. so back at the heap and. Uh, finds a little box that has a walkie-talkie with a, tied to a certain frequency, and we find out that it. I was wrong last week. Uh, you guys were right that it was a helicopter and not an airplane. I don't know why I thought it was an airplane, but it was a helicopter. Um, yeah, that's well. They've been foreshadowing this helicopter forever. Sure, sure. I know they have. They definitely have. And so she gets on the walkie, and 
she starts talking to him and and the the guy on the other side asks if uh asks about a an a or a b and uh she said you know look i don't i don't want to do that anymore i just i just want out and the person on the other one says well uh, i think what does he say you need to give me an a or or yeah and uh and i'll now something interesting that i read and this is one of the the good things about me buying the episodes on Amazon as they come out. Um, that uh, the container that she had Rick in back when she had Rick as a prisoner was marked with a big A, and I went back and checked, and it was. Yeah, ah. I remember we we pointed we pointed that out because we thought it was like a reference to the episode A from the from the Terminus uh, stuff. Right, but it, instead it has some other meaning. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. And I'm assuming what they mean is like alpha, like an alpha, right? Like I, that's what I'm getting. I'm assuming it's something like someone that's a leader, as a or like a like a warrior, or right. some, someone that's more capable compared to like a servant, yeah, <laughs> or, or a lesser yeah. than, or a whatever. Like what are their, what were the saviors things? What was their thing? Um, the people that wore like the like sweatpants, oh, or like yeah. the work services, like the you know what? Right. They all seem to have their own. You know, yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, but I, but I, I agree with you. Like, you know, they're not a, he's not a worker ant. He's a queen. Uh, right, right, right. <laughs> and the, so she has that conversation and Gabriel followed her and he's like, who are you talking to? What do you, you know, what's going on? And she basically says, look, you know, we would give them people for supplies. Like I was trying to look out for my people and, and this is how we survived is, we gave them people for whatever reason it is, and they gave us stuff. And she makes it. She she wants Gabriel to come with her, and you know she talks about there being a better place, and she makes it sound like this place is like paradise, uh, and that they they have everything, and it's super secure, and almost kind of like um, you know, like the governor's place to to some extent. Uh, which is interesting because if you read the comics, it could be one of two places. Right, right, right. You know. Um, by the way, Daryl, this was a together here that you missed. Yeah. Because she says, you know, there's another place we can go far from here, but if we go together, we can get there. So but I was still so sober. I was like, it took you this long. To get <laughs> one drink. We should then he was ready to fall asleep. Yeah. 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 I was like, oh, come on. Uh, but, you know, Jadis tells him, like, you can't. You, but you can't tell anybody like you, you, you can't yeah. tell anybody. And, and Gabriel's like, look, I can't, I can't do that. No, I can't come with you. And I have to tell Rick, which was a mistake for him to say that. Uh, yeah, Gabriel's way, he's way too pushy in this whole thing. Like yeah. he's, he's, you know, if you're discovering somebody like this and they're trying to be secretive, your, your first thought shouldn't be, let me ask you the same question 14 times over and yeah. over again. He's like, let's ease into this a bit more. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and he's like, I gotta tell. So she basically responds to that by knocking him out yeah. with the butt of her pistol. How do you see that not happening? Yeah, I, don't I guess he really felt. I mean, Gabriel's a little naive about things. I guess he felt because of their the moment they you know they shared and you know this budding relationship that it would buy hey, him. Buddy, some I've been there. I've, I've been there. But <laughs> you are telling her that you're going to change her world by telling like this whole thing this whole secret she just told you yeah she just told you why she made the decision she's made she's pretty much waiting for them to round her up and kill her i mean you know, 
it's it's on brand for Gabriel though. I mean, he's it is. Yeah, he, totally he is he is doing everything he can to be like I am devoted to Rick's cause. Like yeah. this is who I am now. So it's like makes sense to be like I gotta tell him. Like I can't not. That's a, you know he I'm, is always loyal, but just lie a little bit. Don't yeah. don't don't sleep with crazy is the, the lesson here. Yes. Buddy. No. Come on, Jim. Don't sleep with no, no. Come on, Jim. No, no deal. I'll, all of this in mind, Pollyanna McIntosh is great here. I think yeah. she's, she has to play a lot of different emotions mm-hmm. really quickly. And for a character that we've, you know, been has been defined by, you know, silly speak. I mean, yeah. she, has, she, she's become, she has to really round out who this person is that we still know next to nothing about. And so right. I think she's like, again, the acting in this show and the writing here is so like, it's so refreshing to see how strong it's been. And this is why I like grade harsher on some of these other episodes. It's like, because it can be this. It can be this good. Yeah. And then, like, it's very rewarding when it is this good. 100% cosign. Yep. Um, so yes, and, and Anne knocks him out, Jadis knocks him out, however you want to call her. Um, that's, that's all we get to that. So then we get back to Rick and Carol and, uh, Carol gets jumped by Jed and, uh, he pull, he pulls a knife on her before she pulls her gun. And Rick, of course, again, the white knight comes in with, you know, his, his, his pistol pointed at, uh, at Jed and they kind of have this conversation about, you know, whether they, they need to, you know, do this and what's going on and they just want weapons and, you know, how you do this. There's no going back. Yeah. No going back. Now, do you, do you think he was talking to Jed or do you think he was talking to Carol? Oh, I thought he was talking to Jed. Oh, Jed. Yeah, I thought he was talking Jed. to Jed. I, Carol's, Carol's not at risk. No, no well, I. I, oh, but what, you thought Carol was going to kill yes, him? Yes, I thought he was basically yeah. telling Carol, like, if you kill him, there's no going back from this. Like, this is this is it. I it's all done. No, I, I took it as him telling Jody. He meant it this people. time. Huh. I don't think he meant it for Carol no, this I, time. I think they they've had they have an understanding of where they stand on how to yeah. control yeah. these situations. If this was Daryl, yes. If Daryl was in the same situation where he was, you know, they, he was captured like that. I think he. I can hear him saying that to Daryl uh, more than he would to the to the guy to the dude because um, Daryl would kill him. It'd be done, and you could tell how far we've come, right? Because like Nebraska era Rick would have just not even flinched and blew his head clean off. Oh, you wouldn't and, have thought twice, and then shot the other guy before he could even headshot. move. Yeah, yeah, that headshot. You'd be he'd have said something like, "Don't make me," and then it'd be gone. Yeah. It'd be done. Pop, pop. Yep, and that'd be the end of the situation. So it's, it's it, and it doesn't pan out either because they do leave like they yeah. all yeah. they go back to the sanctuary like it. I mean, there is no going back. <laughs> like that's what happens, right? Yeah. But I guess what I guess it'd be a different situation if if he killed her, then then Rick would have to kill them, and then it, and then it just becomes like uh, they're oh, yeah. bad. They're, they're, they're it's all out war at that again. Oh, you you kill World War Two. I'm you kill Carol. I'm gonna ride, yeah. dude. I'm taking out your like. It'd be easy to just be like you. You could kill Carol if you want to, but your whole world is done. Yeah. And the everybody that stood with you is done. Yeah. And the thing with Jed and and that group of saviors is they feel like well, we we just want you know we want to be able to protect ourselves. They're out hunting us. They're killing us. We want some weapons. And this this came up nope. during the the. It's come up before, and it came up at the at the fight at the mm-hmm. beginning. And Rick even tells, uh, you know, Jed, "Well, just like, look, let's, you know, let's just everybody calm down, and we'll see how it goes, and we'll we'll discuss it later." And that's when Maggie 
kind of goes to him and says, are you serious? Like you're, you're really considering it. And he's like, well, I'm, you know, and Rick again, just says, look, you know, it's our job to protect them. They're getting killed and we, you know, they're doing the bulk of the work and they're, they're getting picked off. We need to do something. We need to make sure that they're safe. If we're not going to give them weapons and we have to make sure they're safe, if we can't keep them safe, then we need to at least, you know, think about giving them the possibility of defending themselves. So the, again, it comes back again here. And that's how you lose man. That's how you lose man. Yeah. I do like, I do like this one uh, scene though. Like after uh, Carol, like turns the tables and stabs Jed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Jed's like, "Why not just take me out?" And she's like, "Cause every life counts." And it's like she's like try, trying to keep herself from just killing yeah. him. You know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. she's oh, spitting she the words was... at him. It's, it's mm-hmm. great, great scene there. Every Most life counts, counts, but let me find you outside. Yeah, yeah, right. Every life counts, but yours don't count for spot right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. That's right. So of course we cut back to Maggie and Daryl and. Uh, it's at so they they come. Uh, I forget what it is it. Daryl. Uh, oh, he finds the arrow, and at that point, he knows. Um, he knows who who the killers are, and they kind of they they trace it back. Uh, Maggie even says, "Yeah, I think this is where they used to live before." So they're back at the school, um, mm-hmm. and of course, surprise to no one. It's I, I guess I wasn't expecting um, uh, Cindy to to, Cindy? to be yeah. But obviously, man, obviously Beatrice t- was this was kind of a no no yeah. brainer. So anyway, the- yeah, she was a no brainer. But th- I, I have to say though, this was the my favorite scene of the, the entire episode. Yeah, this was this was pretty incredible. So we come across you know Beatrice and Cindy and a couple other Oceansiders, and they have and I I can't I, I I'm not sure this character's name, but she's one of the uh, she's she's one of the um, Arat Arat. A rot. A rot. Gotcha. Yeah, right. One of the saviors, they have her on the ground and they're going to they're gonna kill her and she's begging for her life. And they try and talk the the Oceansiders off the ledge. They're like, you know, no, you can't, you, you know, do this. And um, I forget which one of them says Rick's rules aren't the only rules. Uh, it was her. It was, uh, what's her name? Uh, the woman from the Oceanside, the, the girl from Cindy? the... Yeah. yeah, Cindy. It was Cindy. She listen. I, this actress. I wish I could find her name. Cindy. Really quick. Sydney Park. Sydney Park. Yeah. Sydney Park. She convinced me. <laughs> like I mean, she she really did some really great acting yeah. in this scene. Like I felt every single emotion that she was trying to to get out of it. Uh, telling, talking about her story. To the to this person, you know, talk telling both of them, Darian, Daryl, and Maggie, yeah. who had a decision in her head, like we gotta, we're gonna shut it down. Like they just had that thing. I don't want to deal with this thing with Rick. I don't want to have another fight about this with Rick. Let's just, sh- we're gonna shut this down, yeah. right? But no, like <laughs> this is usually in the show where, in any show where it's like, no, this is wrong. You can't do this. Stop. Right, but, but the thing that really like turned the pivot for that for me anyway was when Cindy's like <clears throat> to Maggie says, "You showed us the way. Yes. You showed us the way. Yeah, when yeah. you hung Gregory, you, you, sh- you showed us the way." And I'm like, "Oh, yeah." And show set a and precedent, then, you know. Set a precedent. It wasn't like she was just saying, "I'm bloodthirsty." No, it's about me being blood. No, it isn't. What, they're not even going after everybody. In, in that no, camp, specific but ones. for the ones yeah. that you know, 
that you know did the things they did. It, it's like it's like they're the Nazi hunters going into you know South America in the in the totally. 50s, you know, going after Nazi war criminals kind of thing. To keep the peace, yeah. some people can't be allowed to be, you know, in 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 peace. So, some some it's sins just, can't be forgiven. You know, it's no. It's, some sins cannot be forgiven. They have to be. They have to. There has to be a, a price. And, and you know, she makes a point of saying, "Well, you know, they they, they killed. You know, the, the, it was Simon, and he came in, and they took everything. We had a garden. Things were great. Then they killed mm-hmm. not just you know the the men. They killed you the know the adults, women, yeah, the children. children. Mm-hmm. And and even then, Maggie and Daryl are kind of like, okay, you're kind of leaning me that direction. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no. Mm-hmm. Simon would have killed mentioned me. the age of her brother. Yeah, she was. She too. says Simon would have killed me if I didn't do it. I was just, you know, basically saving my own skin. And then she's mm-hmm. like, you know, tell tell them, you know, what you said when you, you know, when you killed my brother. And and at that point, I think that's when Daryl and Maggie are like, oh, so she's not just some innocent victim or trying to save mm-hmm. her own skin. She she enjoyed this no, shit. No well, exceptions. No exception. Yeah, I'm out. That yeah, yeah. that's. Like if you could say, like if you say, if I didn't do it, I'd have been killed too. If you, if they had said she cried as she did, yeah, or or questioned know, Simon or, or questioned something. it or slow didn't or shook as she put, you know, like she didn't in her face, she did not want to pull this trigger. She said no exceptions and was smiling. You know, that that was the, that was the thing. Or it even tried to say to her when they went to peacetime. I am so sorry for what I did to your brother. Something. But But to just pretend it's all, you know. And there's some good editing here, too, because we cut. It's like they cut back to Daryl and Maggie at the right parts uh, to capture the right right change of. You could see in every cut the tide turning, like the literally Mm -hmm. their their decision making process going a complete 180. And once they hear that, uh that's it. They they turn around and walk away. Yeah, I'm like f you, Rick, in your yeah. rules. I'm I totally was the kid. Yeah, I told I I believed in what Rick was doing, but in that moment, she had me going. Round up everybody you need to round up who you know did these crimes. Yeah, the and they even of- said it's over. I mean, they even said this is the last one. R- right? Yeah. They, yeah. They said this is this is it. When when they just turn and because they don't say anything either, no. it's just yep. it's so effectively shot to yes. kind of convey everything you need to know about the situation. Like it's it, the show's done a great job of like mm-hmm. whether or not. I mean, obviously we're, we're speaking about a lack of morals and an anarchic time, so it's you know it's easier to be a little more flexible on something like this in the case of a TV show, but like the show ju- does a good job of justifying it within its own fantasy realm that it's, you know, built up and it, it's so effective because of that. It, it's, it oh, is a hard, it's a hard thing to kind of accept to a point, but it's mm-hmm. understandable given the logic of the show. And that, that says plenty about a show that's, you know, operating on the right foot. If you can make that clear yeah. without making the characters unlikable because of it. And I need Samuel Jackson coming out of nowhere going, and I hope they burn in the I was ready. I was so ready. Yep. Uh, but that was a great way to end the episode. Like Maggie's like, nope, I want, totally. I want Negan. And they're just walking down the road. Yeah. Uh, 
And and it made it. again, it made mm. it believable as to why they would start to think this way. Like to me, this is more mm-hmm. natural than what we got at the yeah. end of season eight. Like seeing now, this is a conflict. Yeah, and and yeah. you get it right. Like there, totally. This, this is because all of it was done under Negan's direction. Like you know, yeah, she mm-hmm. killed him. She killed her brother. And, you know, Simon did what he did. But, again, hearing that story just reemphasizes how evil Negan was and the evil he perpetrated on everyone around him. Yep. And what he encouraged and yep. expected these people to do. And 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 it just, it to me, it, it, it solidified their argument um, mm-hmm. and made it believable totally why did. there's going to be, I'm assuming, some conflict. I mean, I obviously oh, sure. saw some previews for next week. And, you know, sometimes yeah. it's hard to tell because... Cr- uh, creative editing and clever uh, dialogue choices and things like that um, sometimes overplay what's going on. But uh, everything that's been building up, it'd be very strange if there wasn't conflict. Sure, sure, sure. Next week, it all worked out. I'm so glad I found that ice cream truck and I brought us all together. <laughs> <laughs> we found a whole truck of Hostess fruit pies, everybody. Everything's going to be great. And, and here's just- a Twinkie for you. Jed, twenty good for you, and it ends with just everybody just eating. <laughs> then Carl's go Force Ghost starts playing Kumbaya. Yeah, happened. yeah, he dancing around, playing a guitar, walking around, singing. Lincoln and Darth Vader are both there for some reason. They stand together. They stand side by Darth side. Vader hating Christians there. It's, oh, yeah, it's, it's yeah. only it's a Green's inversion for sure. You gotta have it. That's Sebastian way. Shaw. You gotta have it that way. And Rick and everybody are hugging and Ewoks are dancing around. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I, th- I think another uh, stellar episode. But before we give our Buster ratings, a word from our sponsor. DCBService.com is our sponsor and has been since the inception of this show. Friends, Romans, countrymen, lovers, and other brothers from other mothers. Uh, holiday seasons are coming up. That means Christmas and your Hanukkah and your Kwanzaa and Ramadan and all the other great stuff that you want to uh, uh, give, you know, gift-giving season uh, coming up. If you are looking for gifts for people who are of nerdy persuasion or into pop culture in any way, then by all means, head over to DCBService.com because they have the selection, they have the prices, and they have great people that will give you great service as opposed to dealing with some giant nameless uh, big box conglomerate uh, owned by a billionaire on <laughs> Amazon. Uh, one of the coolest things I'm looking at right now for Walking Dead fans, we've got Michonne's uh, leather sling bag uh, replica. It's an actual sling bag. looks just like Michonne's on the show. Um, it's really gorgeous. It's got like leather inlays and stuff. It's in two-tone, just like hers. Um, if you want to get your Michonne uh, cosplay on or you just want to feel like a katana-wielding badass, then by all means, grab that. It's a 12-inch by 14-inch long, uh, and uh, it's four and a half feet tall. Uh, or I'm sorry, four and a half feet wide, and it's 20% off. And the shipping date is at the end of the month, so if you get it now, you'd be able to get it well in time for Christmas. Uh, it's 20% off, but they have all kinds of stuff at DCB Service, not just graphic novels. And if you want to catch up on the uh, Walking Dead graphic novels, it's a great and uh, economical way to do so there. But they also have uh, collectibles, they have uh, clothing, they have action figures, they have gaming supplies if you're into the gaming like I am. 
and they always have specials and they always have discounts 20 30 40 even 50 percent off sometimes right now all dc and marvel hardcovers and trade papers are 50 percent off so uh you know if you caught some uh you know infinity war over the summer or uh daredevil uh just uh had a season three premiere or whatever and you want to catch up on the uh, graphic novels uh of those and you know 50 off you're not going to beat that on amazon or anywhere else uh if you're a fan of the batman they are re-releasing uh batman animated series figures i'm looking right now at the scarecrow two-face and the gray ghost those are all going for 30 percent off uh, so normally uh, $28 now going 1904 uh, Shuri from Black Panther is getting her own series on Marvel, which is awesome because she's a great character. Um, and uh, that is uh, 40% off. Uh, the standard is uh, retail price is 40 and DCB service has it for 239 So again, if you're looking for graphic novels, comics, even bundles of comics and graphic novels, Statues, action figures, uh, cool pop culture and geeky clothing, collectibles, gaming supplies, any of that good stuff. DCB Service has you covered, or their sister site, uh, In Stock Trades. You can uh, go to either and get incredible deals and incredible stuff. You can literally spend hours just looking through their specials and their bundles, uh, let alone in the, you know the regular things. And everything is marked down on the site. So by all means, check out DCB Service, and we thank them for their continued support of the Walking Dead TV podcast. I just picked up the book 15 hardcover uh, for Walking Dead, nice. and I'm very happy about that. Sweet. Well, cool. All right. So now it's time for our Buster ratings. And so, Aaron, since you've been away for a little bit, uh, I'll let you go first. Sure. Um, it's hard to deny or hard to think of any like things that put me down on this episode. And it's been a while since I think I've given like this high of a rating, but I think I have five busters guys. Like I really like this episode. I was so pumped after watching it. I, it's so refreshing to see the actors getting a chance to do a lot with the characters they've been playing for such a long time, seeing them have varying philosophies that aren't necessarily wrong or right, but just, at a place where we need to dis- we need to talk about things and we're letting them have those conversations and see where they go. There is some zombie action stuff here, so like yay for that as well. Like it's it's good. It did allow us for some cool moments. Uh, the I really like the you know the story that's being set up here, the world that's being developed in this new future that Rick has come up with. Like I'm just I'm all in right now on this show. Like I, I don't want it to, to to stop being this good, and I'm going to be really annoyed if it does. <laughs> but for what it is right now, yeah, I'm at a five. Like I think this episode was great, Daryl. Uh, I, I I also got to give it a five out of five. I totally love this episode. I, I took my thunder. Uh, <laughs> it was just that good. I mean, and it 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 really set up all of the different sides of this, and it totally makes sense that this would be, uh, you know, that this conflict would come to a head because it has to. They have to deal with this. Um. And there's no evil in this. There's no evil guy on these, you know, like, they all have very good reasons why, you know, they have, they're, they're, that they're making the decisions that they're making. So it's, it's, that's some good conflict, and that's going to be hard to, to watch because you, you know, who do you root for with that? It's, it's because nobody wins in this. Uh, if anybody gets killed or, you know, in this situation, nobody wins in this so it's going to be something Jim 
Uh, I also give it a five out of five. I will echo my uh, podcast mates' uh, sentiments here. It's uh, definitely back in stride and back to where I would like it to be. The characters are being written well, makes sense. The conflicts make sense. It's uh, it's showing me how good the show can be again, and I'm glad after the couple lackluster seasons we've had that it's getting back to form. So I, I too give it a five out of five. And I will make it uh, a consensus. I can give it a five out of five too. I have not. Well, yeah. well. <laughs> we got the <laughs> I, I just I don't. I mean, the show again. We we sound like a bunch of you know home team. You know, uh, up, you know, rooting for the home team. But uh, I, I think we've been pretty honest with this show when it's not been so great. And I think between <laughs> I know yeah, I have. So. <laughs> Between this and fear, I mean, it's this show is just on a really great streak. I, I just, I, I think, I, I don't, I don't know if, if maybe it, they've been listening to the criticisms or if, if the rating slide has come into effect. But um, I think the changes they've made to the show, to to this show in particular, uh, and even even the previous show, have been uh, definitely uh, welcome. And so, uh, it's all good. But who cares what we think? We have. Oh wait, wait. Let me read. Uh, let me read. Uh, Chub oh Tubbs. right, yeah, we got Chubbs. Uh, oh, who yeah. cares with Chubb? Who cares with Chubb? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this uh, Chubb Tuggy Rich wasn't able to jump in this week, but we do have his uh, emailed review in. Um, he's pulling an Aaron, as I'm sure you guys like to call it. Um, <laughs> he writes, uh, "Walking Dead season nine, episode three, warning signs. This is a great episode." This season has really put The Walking Dead back on the map for me. Angela Kang has done a great job on Season 9 so far, but she is also doing the Lord's work by cleaning up the Seasons eight, eh, 7 and 8 somewhat with things like Jadis' backstory or now showing what a real conflict between the Saviors and everyone else is like. No grandstanding bull shirt <laughs> drug out for a season. I hope it stays this way. I must agree with Maggie. We tried Rick's way and it worked for a while, but it seems like it's time to set the world straight. Condemning those not only carry it Condemning those that not only carried out Negan and Simon's terrible work, but had also enjoyed it, on par with the with uh, taking Nazi war criminals to trial for their atrocities. On the same page of us, I didn't agree with Rick keeping Negan alive in the comic or on the show. Just when Father Gabriel seems to have completed his transformation to a badass, he gets a little tail, he gets distracted, and is kidnapped. Oh, the power! Oh, the power of ass! Love the execution scene. I must agree with the Oceansiders on this one. Those people were laughing. Laughingly slaughtered all those people. Laughingly slaughtered all their men. Karma. Great season of The Walking Dead so far. I don't think I have ever given five, ever given five busters to more than one episode in a season. But this is the second week in a row. Six birthday cakes for Jim Dietz out of five. P.S. Is it just me, or did that voice on the other end of Jadis's walkie sound just like Mark Hamill? <laughs> I didn't get that. I didn't get that either. I, didn't get that either. I think he had some uh, time to think that for a reason mm-hmm. he, he, Chubb enjoys the herbal remedies <laughs> he, yes he does <laughs> I'll just leave it at that it opens up his third eye there you go <laughs> that's a good way to put it Yeah. but now that you know what we think uh, you can hear what we have on our great Facebook group uh, and what those folks have to say um Jim, would you like to read what the what the the people have spoken to us? Why, sure, I would love to. Uh, the Walking Dead, the Walking Dead TV podcast is the name of the Facebook group. Please join; we'd love to have you there. Not only can you sound off on the episodes as 
uh, all these members have. But you can also listen to Aaron's erudite uh, reviews. You can read them. They are linked there uh, at WeLiveEntertainment.com for each episode of The Walking Dead uh, as we go along. And uh, they are well worth reading, so please do so. And you can find the links right there. Just join the Facebook group. We'll get you right on there. I do my I do my best to get them up before midnight my time. Sometimes it's a little later. <laughs> so. Well, you know, you get what you pay for, right? And as we know, the internet <laughs> destroys things the day after. That's how it works, I believe. So you know, you got to right. do what so you can. It's the tapes in Mission Impossible. It just turns to smoke. Yeah. Uh, Brent Jones sounded off first. Four point five wasted tomatoes out of five. Uh, I'd have walked away and allowed a, a rat to die too, but I'd go to Nick Nick or to Rick next instead of going behind his back for Negan. I thought it'd be Dwight who was picking them off, but I fully support the revenge actions. And if I were Rick, I would tell the slave, saviors, "Those of you who are on board, step over here. Those who aren't, you are free to go. You are just not welcome around these parts anymore, and send them in the direction of the herd." And I'm kind of with Mike Jones on the ratings deal. Advertising Rick's final two episodes is dumb to me. The suspense is gone. I agree, Brent. I agree wholeheartedly. Uh, Susan Monk chimed in. Three emotionally manipulative family montages out of five. (laughs) I will feel bad for Michonne because Rick and Michonne are too cute together. Don't think the Midnight Murder Club is a good idea, but I'm pretty sure it's going to lead to Rick's death. Hashtag Rick together drinking game count was zero. I think (laughs) someone correct me if I missed it. I think Jadis only had had the only together this week, Susan, so you're good. Yeah. Uh, Mike Jones uh, chimed in. Four shady junk dealers out of five. Each week has been better than the last. Not sure with two episodes to go for Rick, how that will shake out. Waiting for the whispers and the helicopter story that keeps popping up. I don't believe for a second Negan will get killed, but that's something that could get Rick killed. Uh, Katie Levesque writes in. 3.5 out of five vengeful ocean ciders. Well, the tomatoes really got smashed and all progress on We Could Do It Together went out the window in this episode. Enjoyed the family fun day montage. Uh, Carol and Rick working the grid and Ann Jada's duplicity. Uh, Maggie and Daryl are headed towards some Rick Tatorship confrontation. It is kind of annoying. They keep telling us it is Rick's last. These are Rick's last episodes. Looking forward to what may come. Uh, Johnny Storer wrote in six. I knew Annie or Jadis was always a B. On my arm out of five. <laughs> uh, the line Rick says to Gabriel to keep an eye on Anne, I laughed. Uh, hey, stop, group. Let's have a conversation. When has the storyline has been bouncing around to a lot of different people like this, and it's been this good? Like season three or four, maybe? But this is working way better. Working way better, but not as good if that Justin actor stayed on. Oh, well. I like how it was Oceanside killing all the saviors that killed their community. Uh, everyone was thinking it's a new bad coming, taking people, or even Dwight, I heard, is a theory, but damn, I don't think anyone saw that coming. Uh, WTF is up with the helicopter people. They trade people for supplies. Where are they that is far away, but they have helicopters running around still? This is what I'm more interested in right now. Yeah, yeah, Rick dies. I'll still watch it if it stays like this. Finally. And Mike Jones chimed in, never trust a chick who lives in a trash heap. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Karen She wrote in five out of five triple tomatoes. I just finished the episode and my jaw is still on the floor. I love how much ground it covered. It started off light and hopeful, and I smiled all throughout Rick, Michonne, and Judas family day out. Then things got so dark in all aspects of the term. I loved Anne. She's back to Jadis. And Carol and Rick's night scenes bringing back horror elements to the show. But as the episode concluded, I went, I don't know just how I feel about this dark turn with regards to Maggie and Daryl just walking away from Eret and the Oceansiders. Uh, I can't explain why I cared for a rat, but I like that... The show has put me in this gray space. That 
it acknowledges how every action has its consequences. Great episode. Mary Terpecchia wrote in 4.25 when life hands you tomatoes, make a metaphor out of five. <laughs> Another solid episode yet again. Love that it was Oceanside taking out the saviors. If any group is justified to do so, I think they are, more than our main gang even. I didn't expect Maggie and Daryl to walk away, but it was a great shot. I'm sad that we're only two episodes away from losing Rick, but with so many of the cast having good material at last to work with, I'm not as worried as I was a few months ago. And P.S. Happy birthday, Jim Dees. Thank you, Mary. Uh, Robert Nigro, 4.5 open revolts out of 5. A lot in this episode surprised me, and that's praise. I can't wait to see... That's high praise. Uh, I can't wait to see where the Jadis and the helicopter take Father Gabriel. I have a super obvious guest. Uh, I was surprised that the Oceansiders are picking off the Saviors. I thought it might have been Dwight, but that makes sense. And maybe we thought the Maggie Daryl revolt against Rick keeping Negan alive wasn't simmering all this time, but we see that it's been always in the background. A solid episode with plenty of surprises and plot turns. I saw a recap that, like Aaron's, called for this called the series Retooled, and I think that's the case for now. Uh, Richard Chopper Cherry Charrington, the marathon man himself, writes in 4.75. All the signs, see what I did there, pointed to the Oceansiders picking off the saviors out of five. Uh, love this week's episode, Walking Dead. has definitely got its mojo back for the season. Looking forward to the build-up to see how Rick departs the show. Okay, and for Yuki Yoshi Sawada, I need to have a... You wrote commandments answer. down, it looks like. Oh, he's quite he's quite prolific, Aaron. That's why I had to have a little bit of beverage before I tackled his uh, review. Five murderers out of five. Yo, I'm back. One. Okay, Justin was a jerk who was lazy, picked fights with 10-year-olds and lost. But a lot more people deserve to die for worse. Justin, we give you mercy. Two. I agree that the Savior should not have guns, but considering the circumstances, uh, melees would be acceptable or armed escorts to... <coughs> oh, sorry. To and from the bridge, at the very least. Uh, three, other than Aaron, are any Alexandrians working the bridge? I mean, what are they doing that Rick can't spare a few? Uh, four, and first DJ, um, DJ's a nobody who cares. He excuses you. He no, He's no one. Second, I'm sorry, his, uh, his, his shorthand is a little out of my league sometimes. Second, just because you're suspected once doesn't mean you should just run away. Uh, five, shot in the dark to copter crew or either from the Commonwealth or remnants of the government. Six, Jed DJ guys, uh, ambushing and holding knives to people's throats is not why you are giving, uh, is why we're not giving you guns. It's called probation, and your community is in on it. I mean, come on. Uh, seven, ladies, I get it. They killed your men and boys, but avenging them is doing nothing but continuing the cycle of hate. Gregory was a different case. He had way too many chances and abused them. Most of the saviors deserve a second chance. Uh, eight, the last words Cindy makes Erat say are, no exceptions, which are the words she says before killing Cindy's little brother. These are the words Negan says to Maggie before finishing killing Glenn. And nine, uh, Maggie, you letting them all, you letting them kill Erat is your doing. You had a chance to be an example of moving forward, but you allowed this murder, which makes you and Daryl accountable. You holding this grudge makes you no different than when the saviors who, uh, who, too, don't want to try. You're a bad leader, and you don't deserve the name Re <laughs> Widow Green. Kempai. And those... Some, the, some harsh words there. Yeah, he's always he's always very vocal. It's, it's uh, very emotional. <laughs> yeah, he really gets into it. I, I appreciate his, uh, his passion there. Uh, but like I said, the name of the Facebook group, The Walking Dead TV Podcast. And uh, if you'd like to join it, uh, join us. You can leave, leave your Buster ratings, and we will read them on the show. As is our want. Agreed. 
Thank you, Jim. Thank you to all the listeners. Um, and if you do, don't do the Facebooks, uh, you can always send us an email at WDTV at HHWLOD.com, and we will gladly read your email on the air if you so choose. Uh, if you just want to send us a note and say hi, we'll, we'll be glad to read that as well. Um, so thanks, everybody, for I have a, continuing. I have a little uh, giveaway action real quick, if I can find Please. Any. Uh, my good friend, Miss Trixie, uh, if you look up on the Facebook, there's a, uh, a page, Miss Trixie's Quilty Pleasures, and you'll see a lot of cool stuff she makes. She made a quilt, uh, with the, um, the silhouette of the girl from, uh, Night of the Living Dead in all different colors. Uh, she makes prints, all kinds of horror-themed stuff. Really cool stuff. She is going to be giving away, um, if you go to the site, right, if you go to the page on Facebook right now, and if you like the page... So all you got to do is go to Facebook and like her page. Then you will be put in a drawing to win this awesome Michonne overstuffed throw pillow that she's made. She's taken art from the actual comic, screened it onto fabric with a few colors, I think red and some uh, blue-gray blue, blue gray, uh, shading, a little bit of purple here and there. And uh, it's all Michonne art, direct from the comic. Uh, some of Michonne's really great action shots directly from, from the book. Uh, a nice addition to anyone's home decor, I would think. Uh, and you get it totally for free if you win this contest. All you have to do is go like her page. That's Miss Trixie, T-R-I-X-I-E, apostrophe S, Quilty, not guilty, Quilty Pleasures. And uh, while you're there, take a look at all the other stuff she has. A lot of really cool horror-themed stuff there. Uh, some Cthulhu stuff, some Harry Potter stuff. Uh, she does some really cool silk screen prints of uh, photos from old uh, horror Hollywood, like Frankenstein, the Bride of Frankenstein and stuff. Uh, very iconic stuff. Really cool. Um, she does a lot of the uh, horror conventions. She was just at Horror Realm. She was at the 50th anniversary at Evan City of the Night of the Living Dead recently, uh, selling her stuff there. But all you have to do is go to her uh, her Facebook site or her Facebook page and like it. Like the page. That's all you got to do. Take you like 30 seconds tops, and you will be in the running to win the cool Michonne pillow that you can see on her site. If you just scroll down a little bit, you'll see the picture of the really cool Michonne uh, throw pillow. It's like a $25 uh, value. So definitely do that. Check that out. Miss Trixie's Quilty Pleasures. Cool. Excellent. Always take advantage of the free stuff when you can. Absolutely. It's really sweet. I wish I could win it, but I'm not eligible. We are all ineligible, but that's okay. (laughs) Oh, oh, no. Um, but yeah, thanks everybody for uh, listening and participating. Uh, if you want to catch more of me, there's been a little Marvel Netflix news to coincide with Daredevil Season 3, so I'm hoping uh, Daryl and I, and I'm going to try and get the other guys, as many as can, to record something maybe this weekend uh, to put out another It's All Connected, which you can find at hhwlod.com. Um, so that would be fantastic. Uh, Mr. New Earth, where can people hear, find, read see all your stuff. In addition to all the writing I do about The Walking Dead over at Leave Entertainment, We Live Entertainment is also the site where I provide all my movie reviews, my written reviews every week. Um, you can find all of those there. You can also find everything that I do over at thecodezeek.com, all my writing and podcasts go to there. Speaking of podcasts, I co-host Out Now with Aaron and Abe, with my friend Abe. We talk about new movie releases on a weekly basis. We just talked about Halloween um, which uh, should be dropping this week. Uh, a lot of fun uh, conversation there. And it's October, which means that we do all these special bonus horror episodes as well. Uh, so we've had a lot of really cool um, horror-themed bonus shows 
um, to go over this month. Jim, you were on one. You were on our Dark Man commentary track, in fact. It was um, awesome. We also did a commentary track for the original Halloween, if you're going to go back to watch that after the new one. So. Yeah, we did. Yeah, for sure. We have, we've, And it's your birthday, Jim, so I'll talk about one of your favorite movies, Escape from uh, New York, uh, which we also did a commentary track for. Um, so, yeah, we got a lot of commentaries, a lot of fun bonus episodes, and a lot of fun content about new releases on a weekly, weekly basis. Out now, their name on iTunes, Spotify, where you can find podcasts. Mr. Dietz? Well, you can catch me on Nothing's On with Mr. Taylor at the Taylor Network of Podcasts on a weekly basis. I did take last week off, but I'm usually there every week. Docking uh, your pay. Yeah, take it out of my, my imaginary paycheck. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but every week we talk about the latest in TV and news, uh, TV and movie news, uh, all the new shows that we're covering. We're doing a lot of reviews. Uh, next week, I mean, I binged all of Daredevil Season 3 already, so I'm sure we'll be talking about that. Um, the latest episode just went up yesterday. If you uh, are a fan of Dungeons and & Dragons and uh, role-playing gaming, uh, check out oldmagicgaming.com. Uh, there we have two podcasts, uh, The Crown of Queens and The Great Old Ones. We take uh, actual play RPG, where we actually play the game, go back and put a soundtrack to it, sound effects, uh, kind of make it more of a theater of the mind, like a radio play type situation. And uh, it's really cool and fun to listen to. We've got a lot of great feedback and a lot of a lot of fans from it. Uh, we're also going to be hosting a, a, a fundraiser for Extra Life on November 10th. We're going to do an eight-hour uh, gaming marathon live on Twitch.tv, on our Twitch.tv channel, uh, to raise money for Extra Life, which is a great charity, which uh, the money goes to children's hospitals uh, all over the country, and the, miracle, the Children's Miracle Hospital Network. Uh, including Children's Hospital here in Pittsburgh, uh, which my own son has gone to. Uh, so, Extra Life, on November 10th. If you could donate, that's great. Go to extra life, uh, extra-life.org and look for Old Magic Gaming. If you can make a donation, we'd really appreciate it. And uh, tune in on Twitch.tv for all the gaming fun. It'll be eight hours of the Old Magic Gaming All-Stars doing what we do. Excellent. Mr. Taylor. Uh, yeah, you can join us uh, if you want to hear Russ. Uh, really go in on some Batman comic books. You could you could check us out at Gotham by Geeks and, and uh, see all that. Uh, hear him talk about all those comics that he likes to read and his Mondo pages that he buys. Those Mondo uh, prints that he likes to shop for. Um, you can also catch up a bunch of other podcasts that are on the network as well. Like go check yourself and, and uh, Doctor Who has started, so we have the TARDIS podcast on there, and we're, we're talking about all those episodes. Uh, and uh, you can just follow us on the Taylor Network uh, feed. We have a, a feed with all the uh, podcasts that are on there, uh, and it's on iTunes, and it's on Stitcher, and now it's on Spotify as well. So check it all out there. All right, well, thanks, everyone, again, for listening. So until there's no more room in hell and the dead walk the earth, no exceptions. <laughs>